From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Our trace, here we go. Big and Wild Outdoors! Live and in person as we always are. Here at the uh, Beasley Broadcasting Empire. Originating on the peninsula of Pinellas County. Uh, Here in the studio with me this morning, of course, Carlos the Cuban Redneck, uh, who claims to be the number one co-host. Yeah, baby! And then uh, Bill George hanging out over there on the corner, and uh, Justin's making himself some coffee. And uh, Diego's over there silently being uh, marble and doing his job correctly. He's th- he's just there looking at us through the glass. He is going, our he is why, our rock. Why do I hang out with these guys, man? Why, what am I doing I here, think man? Really? This is the <laughs> quietest I've had Diego since he started. Yeah, he's been he's been in there uh, just being our rock. Yeah, he's keeping things flowing, man. You know, <coughs> he's doing our deal. He's ready to turn off the mic I, if we I get crazy. I think he just knows it's hard to get a word in edgewise. Uh, by the way, I needed to correct myself, Bill George. Uh, uh, Jonathan is not out of state. He is at the fairgrounds presently, uh, so he's not far well, away from, from doing From the fairgrounds to here, they're not showing pigs at 6 a.m. He could have been here for an hour. Yeah, but then he's going to well, be the hell? Bring, be the, bring the pig. Bring, bring the pig yeah. to the studio. Yeah. Well, put him in the parking lot. Let him root around out there. Didn't well, I get some certain personality fired at one point when they put the pig in the studio? <laughs> <laughs> it was what they did in the parking lot that was the uh, the downfall. Hey, this is a family show. He was, did, no, was that the, uh, was not fired. He did not get fired over uh, that. No, he didn't, but he got uh, chastised the, pretty the, good. The over, largest fine. O- over the whole the, uh, deal <laughs> there. Which really, I really love him or hate him. I didn't really agree with the, uh, the findings so much because he was actually in the studio while that was going on mm-hmm. out in the parking lot. And the person who provided... The swine was the one who did all the suggestions and said that these things should happen in this order to make it taste better and do what it's supposed to do. So, you know, I'm sorry. Not that I'm taking sides with the broadcaster. It just, if you looked at the big picture, then uh, the guy in the studio was really not the, uh, you know. We got everything going today. Stock tips, news, <laughs> rules and regulations. <laughs> you know, we got all sorts of stuff. Ammo being imported. and I Forget about it, man. Uh, all right, so this story came out this uh, past week up in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, I, Mr. Uh, it was a warden by the name of Gerald uh, Schoonmaker, who was patrolling around 1030 in the morning when he spotted a minivan parked on the road. He observed the... Uh, Smell of weed coming from it, a glass pipe, neon clothing, and shotgun shells were inside the vehicle. You know how the cops do. They get there, they look in there, and they're like, okay, all right. What's they take going inventory. And uh, so about that time, he saw two hunters exiting the woods with long guns and met them at the minivan to speak to them. And from there, the warden confirmed that their hunting licenses were correct and incurrent. The hunters stated that they had not gotten any squirrels yet and had returned to the van to change shirts and get a 22 caliber rifle instead of using a shotgun. While smelling something funny, Mr. Uh, Shoemaker asked them if there was a legal reason that the odor of marijuana was coming from them and their clothing. To wit, they said, well, no, no, we, we don't have anything to do with that, nothing. 
So when the chief, James Doran of Muncie Police, arrived and received consent to search the car, he discovered a blue and white glass pipe, a small bag of pot, uh, wrapping papers, a small bag of blue pills, later found out to be Dayquil. Oh, I thought you were going to say Viagra. <laughs> Dayquil. I guess that's to bring you back up from being so mellow. I, I don't know. I don't, so, know, um, I don't, know, I don't know anything know about that. Keep going. But uh, Mr. <laughs> Lentz and Mr. Prost, both uh, in their 30s, were charged with uh, one ungraded misdemeanor of a hunt slash fur taking under influence of a controlled substance. I'd never heard of that before. Well, good thing there wasn't a pig. Used or in possession of drug paraphernalia, and the two summary courts commissioned uh, regulations or violations. He was also charged with two ungraded misdemeanor counts of DUI of a controlled substance. I did not know that there was so much, there was uh, uh, HUI. Yeah, hunting so, under the influence. Yeah. I, I never heard of that either. I never heard I, of that. I, I, I've never heard of it. Uh, well, boating, but I saw. I'm I guess, a, well, you know. I understand that when you know when you have firearms in your hands, it's probably not a good idea to be, uh, you know, impaired. Impaired, you well, know, to a point. But I will tell you this: I thought it'd make you see like five squirrels. You know, <laughs> waste a lot of no. ammo. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't do that. And hunt because you might be too hungry and you might shoot more than your bag limit. Yeah. <laughs> Start just cooking them right there. Yeah, just cooking them. You know, you can't clean them and eat them before you bring them out. Have you ever heard of that before, Justin, at all, hunting under the influence? No, but, I mean, here's the thing. There's so many things that could have happened there that were messed up because, I mean, here's the deal. If these guys were out there in an illegal permit of having a medical marijuana license, they would have been okay, That's but they true. would have been illegal for having the weapons that they had out there, right? No, because no, no. Hunting you can, you can you can own a firearm uh, with a medical marijuana card. You just can't purchase a firearm. Okay, well, Justin. But I wonder too if that if that if that's how they got them on this HUI. You know what I'm D saying, like Justin? If you turn around and you turn around and are legal to drink, and you turn around. And are in your car with the keys in your possession, your DUI. That's true. Okay, you don't have to turn around and be driving. You could just be there, in in that. So, um, you know, they were quote under the influence. I would think they'd need to have been shown that they were impaired in some way. Maybe he was able to prove that, but uh, you know, I don't know if Steve. If Austin, you were hunting squirrels and you came back with neighborhood cats, I would say you're pretty <laughs> impaired. <laughs> okay. If Steve Austin was in the room, he would say that that would be legal in Arkansas. That's what he would say. <laughs> well, now I was going to say this because I know uh, for a fact that there are some uh, big time turkey guides that uh, across the nation who, you know, like to get out there and get a little toasty before they get out there and start doing their guides. Boy. They don't they're not they don't have a gun. They're you know, they're not in possession of a firearm. They're just strictly there to do their their job, which is to uh, call birds and get them in for which a client. Technically you need a hunting license if you're participating in the hunt. That's true. And so technically you're hunting while being impaired even though you have no firearm, which is the reason for the law in the first place. Now, do you think that they would actually charge them for that kind of thing? Because, you know, it, it, trust sure, me. Sure, they'll charge them. I've been there, and, you know, all of a sudden this, you know, this odor is, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And they're like, 
this, you know, I get getting in the zone, man. I mean, and of course they'll sit there and they just they do the most phenomenal job of calling I, on the planet. I will tell you the biggest conflict I had with somebody in the woods was I turned around one night I did not stay to roost birds, and somebody came in and put a blind right in front of my blind. I'm talking about hit it with the barrel out of my blind. Well, they were just trying to send okay. a message, I think, that that's their and spot. And I turn around, there I get no in there, thing. first thing, one of the first people in there, and so I get in my blind, and I can't shoot through their blind, so I turn around, I do what's right, I get there so that when they get there, it's quiet, I popped it down, I set their chairs, everything. They came in shortly before daybreak. This is turkey hunting. Maybe they didn't see your blind. They, it was camo. They, they they turned around. They came in, and I could hear them coming from a long ways away. They're in flip flops, shorts. Vince was there, and carrying <laughs> carrying a cooler full of glass beverages to their turkey hunt, like barley pop beverages or soda. I beverage. didn't open up their cooler, and then they got a little upset that I popped down their blind. I said, "You put it right in front of my blind." You know, they proceeded to grab their stuff, go down no more than 100 yards and sit there and and just sat there. And Did they have firearms me. with them? Yes. What management area? Green Swamp West. Really? $100 a permit. And I got to deal with that. <clears throat> well, well, at least you weren't uh, so, HUI. Yeah. I should have called one of the officers and got them on the way out. Driving under the influence. I would have done a prescribed burn is what I would have done. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> wow. It's getting nasty in here. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Might as well just make it all wacky in here. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden Carlos, Bill, Justin, Diego hanging out this morning with you. If you want to call the show, uh, 888-404-1010 is 888-404-1010. I wanted to uh, bring this to the attention to all our big-time hunters. I know that uh, Bill George is uh, willing to uh, go the distance to get things done, and Carlos is always looking for a good opportunity. <clears throat> and... Uh, I myself would not mind this whatsoever, but uh, this news just came out this past week that, you know, we all know that hunting certain animals uh, out west is a huge chore. Uh, we've talked about it many, many times here in the uh, on the show that, you know, trying to get a bighorn sheep tag or get out for, uh, you know, a, a white uh, mountain goat or something like that is is dang near impossible especially for somebody who's not a resident or anything like that you have uh the hunting opportunities out there are so much different than they are here where you have a a point system and uh you know you have to put in for it every year and even though you pay for it it's kind of like a lottery and all this other kind of stuff and it's 
it's dang near impossible for anybody outside of the state to, to actually get the opportunity to do it unless you go to someplace like, uh, you know, Safari Club International and, uh, you know, put a bid, a winning bid in of $62,000 or something like that to be able to go to get a, you know, bighorn sheep or something. But I could put pestles out in Montana. Uh, pestles. There's a new bill that's been introduced that'll hopefully help a lot of people do this. Uh, many wildlife departments, as you know, only a handful of permits go out to uh, the people each season. So they use a lottery system and a point system to grant those permits for certain species, including moose, uh, mountain goats, and bighorn sheep. Well, this new uh, bill in Montana, it's House Bill 202, would make harvesting one of these animals a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. According to the new proposed legislation, if a hunter is granted a license through a lottery but isn't able to harvest one of the animals, they would still be eligible to enter the lottery again. If they do harvest the animal, however, it wouldn't be able to enter the lottery for that specific hunt again. At present, Montana has a seven-year waiting period between drawing permits. Every seven years, man. You better live a healthy lifestyle. And supporters of the bill say it would make things fair. You you might be able to turn around and go out there and get a a mountain goat before you can get a trout in the Tampa Bay. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> opponents' argument that the uh, would have a negative impact on conservation, volunteering, and support, which I don't agree with. And a representative for the Montana Wild Sheep Foundation said that thirty thousand hunters applied for one hundred and twenty four tags last year meaning that the bill would have insequential eff- uh, effects on the odds of drawing a permit. So then so, what's what's the problem with doing that? I think uh, there is no problem with it. I mean, it just gives you an opportunity to maybe jump back in again if you can't go. So it doesn't, you well, know, if you get well, picked, you don't get another uh, shot at it for seven more years. There's two sides to that. One is it's a lottery. Why stop somebody if you're willing to go through the same hoops? You just do it again. You know, and and part of this is ever you know everybody has to be included at some point deal, and we got to exclude anybody who might have had success at some other point in time. It's like our uh, gator tags, man. You know, um, you know, do, do, should the guy who turns around draws gator tags and can't hunt turn around and be able to keep going in there? I mean, hey, let's if you can sit there and say you get drawn, you get drawn, you're done. I'm okay with that. But the guy that's successful, you're going to have people who keep getting in there that suck. <laughs> you know? This, I guess. I, I guess. I, I just I thought it was a good idea that uh, gives a person an opportunity oh. and not have to wait seven more years for their chance. That way they can, uh, you know, if they can't do it, they can go back in again and, no. uh, and do it again. No. No, this is, you you get in line with the rest of the guys. But if you get picked and you can't go, if it's a catastrophic then, then reason, then you can you turn can't around do. and go through seven years again. Okay. Well, there's one dissension voice right there. This is this this whole idea. Every we got to protect. No, you need to be able to fight it out. Get in there. Get your hunt. Go get your dang animal. Go through the work. Try no to, freebies. Try to find the ammo. So uh, I'll be really interested to hear what everyone has to say on this next story. Uh, last week in Oklahoma, Representative Justin Humphrey filed a measure that calls on the State Conservation Department to set an annual hunting season 
to uh, coincide with uh, Bigfoot Fest in his southeastern district, complete with licenses, and wants a $25,000 bounty on the first person who gets to nab a Sasquatch alive. Alive? Alive. He insists that he only, he's only doing it to bring in tourists and their cash and uh, emphasizes he doesn't want to kill a Bigfoot, but, you know, to capture one. He says, What's uh, the legal methods of capture? I, I, they haven't, uh, What's the permit cost? Who's buying that permit? I guess a tourist and anybody else who wants to come in and get a Bigfoot catching license. What, a, what about the one from Jack Lynx? He laughed. I guess you could go with that one. There uh, are there are places they have all kinds of festivals around Bigfoot. Well, the uh, the guys up in New York, the the uh, Bigfoot enthusiasts got wind of his uh, scheme, and of course they're not happy with it. They're saying that Bigfoot should be protected and not shot. Uh, he also said these creatures should be preserved in their natural environment, and any kind of new species like a Bigfoot needs the protection of some kind of federal law. Do we have actual proof There's, that they exist? That's the whole thing. There, there, the thing is, you can't have a new species if it's been around that long. It's just you haven't touched it. Well, Native Americans for the generations have had stories of, uh, you know, the the woolly man, the mountain man, or the old man, and all these other ones. What is that, it here in Florida? Skunk ape? Skunk apes here in Florida. Uh, the gentleman in question said that the bounty idea is a gimmick pointed to his hometown, uh, which is considered the Bigfoot capital of the Northeast by believers, uh, passed legislation that he proposed in the early 2000s, establishing the area as a protected habitat for Sasquatch and banning the willful harming of the creature. Also included in the measure is a tribute to the Bigfoot's long history in New York from early sightings by the Algonquin Indians and the Iroquois uh, from long ago. He modeled the law, which doesn't include any fines or jail times for violators. One of Washington State's uh, counties and one in Port Henry, which also protects the uh, monsters and an aquatic monster that apparently lives up there as well. If if I was one of these people looking to get famous, you know, these people do stupid stuff, I'd find a buddy who'd be willing to get tranquilized, put them in one of these suits, (laughs) tranquilize them, and bring them in. Carlos, are you calling George? And then, you're not calling me. And then, calling George or, then you or get Mike the Singleton. prize money, and you split the prize money. Justin, you're uh, six foot uh, what four? Six foot five? What are you? Trank me up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll put him in a suit. We'll and, juice uh, you with some good stuff. I'm not dragging his uh, lumpy. Uh, and, hey, and we'll throw Vince in. He'll be like his sidekick. <laughs> be the baby squatch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Last year in Oklahoma, 104. Bigfoot sightings lagging behind New York. How many Bigfoot sightings do you think happened in New York last year? Just a guess. Carlos, you're a New Yorker. How many? Oh, sorry. I was Three. Reading, a po- reading a post. Three? What? I wasn't listening. 73. Those <laughs> 73. You said three. You said 73. What are you thinking? How many? Repeat the question. How many Bigfoot sightings in New York last year? Well, if they're doing that stuff, let me see. I would say 238. How can they identify him with the mask on? I don't know. Too much. 113. 
113 sightings. I was closer. In the city? Without going over. And both states fall in the middle between. Not in the the city, in New York State, (laughs) man. Dude, I've seen some hobos down there that look like freaking, you know, they look like they're pretty, you know, grungy. Did they offer you a date? No, that's uh, else. The top ranking sightings, of course, are the Pacific Northwest, Washington State, California, and Oregon. Those are the top states for uh, for uh, Bigfoot sightings. What happened to that show that was on? Before? I, I, I don't know. Say, they used to always say Squatch. Uh, you know, squatch I don't know. Every time thing. I ever tried to watch uh, that, it's a bunch of guys with night vision bumping into stuff in the dark and never man. seemed to find anything. They had that big chick that was like Alice the Goon, you know? What, what, state, what state is those that... Uh, the top rankings? Yeah, the top rankings. It'd be uh, Washington State, California, and Oregon. What's the status of marijuana in those states? It's legal. legal? Oh, come on. <laughs> I knew it was going there, but, you know. It's also here in the state of Florida. It's legal as well, but we don't not, get, uh, not you know. recreational. We don't have, uh, well, meta, you got a card. Well, a lot, you can walk a lot, around a lot all of day people stay it. away from the swamp, though, down here. They don't want to go in the swamp. Why not? Dude, those are all people in the mountains and stuff. They're There's just no walking the trails. Here. They're just walking around out in management areas, you know. Uh, you know, you they say, bird they watching. Say, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. They say, hey, you on that, you may be more in tune to the sights and sounds. Dude, the only, la- the only mountains you see here is landfill or if you go to Bach Tower. That's about it. <laughs> all right? That's your hill? I've been all over the mountains, man. I'm telling you, they, <laughs> this is flat as I'll hell. I'll take you on a ride. Oh, you're not going to come out to the woods today. No. I was going to say, I'll take you on a ride. You'll see some rolling hills here in Florida. I was going to say that the one of the guys, I think he was on that New York show, uh, his uh, last name is Robusto. He actually said he had seen Yeti twice in 2012, not far from the town of Whitehall in uh, on the Vermont border, about a month ago in Albany, where he lives. His first sighting was on his favorite hiking trail at night. And at night, vision goggles, had a monocular on, uh, scoping oh. out wildlife, and said he came across a Bigfoot climbing down a tree from 60 feet in front of him. I watched it and blinked, and it blinked at me. His latest sighting in the woods was around 1 p.m. in the afternoon on the ridgeline, stood a Bigfoot. He said his flight or fight uh, response kicked in, but I was staring. he was staring right at me, and it put the fear of God in me real quick. Listen, and, okay. and I can tell you there's a lot of things in this world we can't explain. That we don't know about, but in today's world, with as many digital cameras, everything out there, woods everywhere, how something could go undetected that long, and that's supposedly all the way from Washington into New York down into Florida, how Canada, so, how something could go undetected without better evidence heck roadkill i mean <laughs> you, you think eventually be one some semi would somewhere. hit one well you know i look at it this way with all the lost hikers and stuff that happened in those mountains and they're out there day and night with flare yeah. they're out vis- night vision they're out there with helicopters and they see every elk every sheep every antelope everything else out there but i'm not a believer but you know i you tell UFOs, I've seen some stuff I can't explain. Okay? Sasquatch? Eh. I don't know. You better get a haircut soon. I right? saw one in Tight Swamp. I can tell you I know this what I saw, but I don't know what I saw. It was one of the same things. Probably Correct. the same thing that you saw. All right, we're going to take a break. Quick. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll be right back. All over the map.
Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Brent Gunn, Bill George, Carlos, the Cuban Redneck, Justin and Diego. We're all here in the studio. And uh, before we get to uh, the other topic, I wanted to go ahead and mention this legislation that is coming out of the state of Florida. Uh, I know a lot of people will be happy about this. The um, There's a new bill that's being introduced. Uh, it's the uh, HB House Bill 259. It's a bill to restore the constitutional rights of churches and churchgoers to protect themselves and their families while in a religious institution. Uh, it passed 13, uh, 14 to 3 uh, with all Republicans in attendance and three Democrats voting in favor of this uh, new one. Uh, what it's going to do is it's going to restore the private property rights of religious institutions. And what that's basically meaning is, as you know, if you're a concealed weapons holder, you're not allowed to... Uh, carry anywhere near a school or anything like that. And a lot of churches these days have uh, daycare uh, where the kids can go over or they have a youth church over there or a kid's church or anything like that, which is considered under the uh, state as a kind of like a school. So you wouldn't be legal to carry concealed in there. But what this law is going to do is reverse that so that you uh, uh, can actually uh, carry uh, lawfully inside your place of worship. Where you can, uh, if you got a concealed weapons permit, you can carry in there, hmm. which I what? think is uh, probably well, a good listen, idea. Yeah, the church I mean, is okay with you carrying concealed in there. Well, just look, didn't we see carry open? Yeah, yeah, why wouldn't you just carry open? I agree with Bill on that one. <laughs> <laughs> if you could do I that, mean, the church is good with it. Just don't be concealed. If if the church gives you, but I don't know. There, I don't know that the problem is being concealed there. There's probably the law is you can't have a firearm there, and that concealed or non-concealed is probably what the law is, and they're probably giving you some rights to take it in concealed. If the, uh, of course, you still have to have the church's permission if you're going to do that. But um, by law, if the church says, uh, Carlos, you can carry open here on our property. If it's the property owner, the person who actually runs and owns the property, you get permission from them, and they say you can carry it openly displayed in here, then uh, you're more than welcome to do that. You know, I mean, it's just up to them to be able to do it. But what they're doing now with this new legislation is just basically saying that uh, just because there's kids over there, it's not really a, you know, it's not an elementary school or it's not a high school or anything like that. It's a service. It's church, and if they say it's okay, then you do what you got to do. I just I, what I hate is the, all the regulation tied up around it. I mean, you know, in one instance, you want to call it a public space, so you want to guide it with public rules. In another instance, it's a private space, so it's guided by private rules. It seems like they just use whatever they need to to manipulate the situation. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, and of course, a lot of people are you know constitutionalists and say you shouldn't even have to have a permit to to carry anyway. Uh, you know, you shouldn't even have to have the state's permission to do it. Because it is a constitutional amendment that tells you you have the right to do that. And I think this past week, Utah is uh, going to do it where uh, they're going to make it constitutional law where you can carry it anytime but, you want to. The thing is where you have those protections, that's not the, the court you're going to be in. You're being tried by the court of the state, not the court of the nation. Not in federal court is what you're saying. Correct. So, well, that I guess that's a good thing because then well, it's by I'm your own. That's why the state the, you, you may lose you will you will lose at the local level because they have deemed that they can put certain restrictions. It doesn't allow you to have 
anything. Um, but you might turn around if you're willing to take an appeal and appeal it up. There you go. Um, number of years ago, they put in laws in Alachua County restricting the use of airboats on, you know, and it wasn't even dark yet and you couldn't use a, an airboat legally. And so somebody finally fought it and, and got that overturned, but it takes somebody getting a ticket, then somebody turn around and fighting it and fighting it and fighting it until they eventually got the, the ruling was that it was not, not legal are there for them exceptions? to do that. Are there exceptions to these rules? Like, let's say the guy broke down or you got lost and, you you know, what, what are no, you no, there's not to an sleep exception. out there all night? There's not an exception to that. There's maybe an officer gives you some leeway. Discretion, you, know? you If mean? you turn around and are speeding and going 90 mile an hour down the interstate and the cop stops you, you're still breaking the law. If you turn around and you have somebody who who's he's bleeding and you need to get them to the emergency room, the cop may say, "Get back on the way and not write you the ticket." Okay, there he may find may give that, you an escort. He may yeah. give you an escort. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there there's things it doesn't doesn't mean there's not a reason why somebody won't allow that to happen, it, but it's still against the law. So don't tempt him. Okay, Dudley, do right. Listen. Well, he's, he's, he's telling the truth. Do not. You, you, you should not provoke the law. Yes, sir. You shouldn't. <laughs> I'm not going to be a scofflaw. Y- y- I y- promise. Y- yeah. We don't need that here. Don't be doing what, that. What do I tell you when you t- deal with the law enforcement officer? Yes, sir. No, sir. Doesn't matter. Right, Co- wrong, or indifferent. You, when, I've been At- w- when I've been with you, you go... Go through my trunk, and when they open it, they open your car. But and I go, freely yeah, opened good. it go. and let them have See it. You. Okay. Have a nice day. If, if they <laughs> choose, right, guys. If they choose I'm, I, I really need to keep a, a, a list of waivers in my car that I am not liable for any any injury that they incur or anything that might happen to them as a result of them doing their job in searching my vehicle. Dude, he still has last week's broken radiator and the packaging in the car. No, I got well, the package and the radiator's out. Oh, okay. But, I couldn't tell. But I do have a chainsaw and I have a pole saw and I have everything oh, I else. Know, I know. But, the, you know. You know how um, the law back is the when law. they said, when, let's make a deal? Remember that show? Back in the 60s, 70s? always worried about that when I get uh, pulled over because uh, if I, uh, you know, if I they go search the car, there's all these, uh, you know, empty shotgun shells and, uh, you know, some live rounds I, and I, things I, like that I tucked ta- into places. I don't know where they are, rolled under the seat or any of that other oh, stuff. I, that you I take those out. But, but Bill, he'll have a kazoo. If you want a kazoo, there's one back there somewhere. Believe me, you just got to dig not, through I stuff and find one. it. Yeah. But, you know, I... I do get concerned every once in a while. I go through the woods. I see a beer can or something. I'm like, who's throwing beer cans out here? I'll pick it up. Do I have an open container then in the car that smells like beer? Yes. Did I consume the beer? No. But most normal people, when they get home, they throw that in the garbage or they recycle it. Yeah, eventually. Or the gas station. You don't. That's because I'm off to the next quest. Man. Listen. I 
listen. Look, Braden said, you hey, you got something OCD on your shirt. I know. Braden told me this morning, hey, what's this on your shirt? I was like, dude, I was in Bill's car. I rode listen, in with him. What, what do you, do you expect? Want, what do you want you are me? the most OCD <laughs> person I know, but I yeah. really have hope for you. Hey, because I, I witnessed something today I do with some, you. I do some I OCD stuff. Do. I do some OCD stuff just to irritate you, actually. Listen, I saw you do something that was totally wrong. Oh, you were observing me today. Tell me what yeah. I did. You tore off a piece of paper off that pad, and you left a jagged piece when you could have tore it all the way up to the rim and left no sign that you took a piece of Just paper. Just like I took the two burrito wrappings and threw them on the floor in your truck, which I wouldn't do in mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I did pick him up when we got Brady out. I put him in my cup. Take note: he left a jagged piece of paper, and people do not know how 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 odd that would be for somebody like Carlos. <sighs> he says I put the leaves in place. That's that's come it's on, true. Man. you know it's BS. It's true. You've hunted with me before. You know it's true. So on a good note, we were Justin talking. Justin Diego, uh, don't listen. We were talking with uh, Chad Hodge a while back, and uh, of course, Who? Chad. We were talking with Chad. And uh, a lot of the guys, I wanted to remind you that uh, G5 is going to be having their turkey event coming up on the 6th of next month. And uh, a lot of people are going to be coming out for that. Rick Felita, a lot of other guys, a lot of the guys that were at the turkey extravaganza. Bill George is going to be there. Everybody's going to be there. But I wanted to tell Carlos because Chad actually sent me a message and said, because on the show you you mentioned that you had lost your, your call. Your Quaker no, I, boy. No, I broke it. I broke it. You broke it. Yeah. Well, he's got one. He's going to replace it for hey. you. I still want him to fix mine, there, though. I found two I like turkey. Don't, you know, gift horse in the mouth. Why would you do He's giving you a brand new one. Then I have two if he fixes it. Oh, my gosh. I break another one. I got a spare. Hey, I uh, found two turkey call makers that might come to the show. They were going to reach out to Dylan. This is a mic. This is a mic show up. They were going to talk to Dylan. Okay, I'm just I'm asking because listen, it's up to Dylan to seal the de- seal the deal. Yeah. Well, I know that Rick said that uh, Ed Muller of Indian River uh, Indian River Leather was probably going to show up down there too. He wanted to come in and be a part of it as well. It's growing more and more oh, each day. Are you guys going to put out some ammo, like turkey ammo for the turkey hunters? Because I I, I yes. really appreciate the fact that you guys are storing stuff, you know, for the season. So the actual hunters can actually buy it. What, the ammo what about they need. some long beards? To. You got any long beards? Long beard chokes, or what do you look at? The no, shells. No, the the X, shells. Yeah. Long beard X. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to look and see. But uh, a lot of 410, a lot of Matrix stuff, a lot of uh, tungsten. You know, it's popular these days. Yeah. So it's very expensive, but you know, people want it. Boom! Exactly. Boom! That is the worst turkey call on the Glenn planet. Glenn did it Justin. good. Glenn used to do it. Glenn, Glenn could do it good. Yeah, Glenn <laughs> could do it good. Is, that hey, is horrible. I, I'm ready for turkey season. I, I know you are. Jonathan, what? you're on deck because turkey season, <laughs> I'm burning some gas. Take notice. Write it down. Your butt's going to be in the seat. Yeah, Carlos is going to be out a little bit, too. We're going to have to slaughter that hog before turkey season goes. In the parking lot? We're going to be done. It oh. is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll be back. Who wanted to 
Yeah, I miss your lovely uh, dulcet tones there. My pipes. Yeah. So if you never get the words right, you always just make them up as you go along. <laughs> yeah, turn your mic on there, rookie. Jeez. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Carlos and uh, Bill George and Justin and Diego here in the studio. I uh, called up uh, Jeremy out of G5, and uh, he is now uh, in the super, super secret uh, safe. The vault? He's in the vault. and uh, want to try that again? So I wanted to see if Jeremy could give me a kind of a rundown on the turkey ammo that we have because Bill George asked me if he had a certain kind. What is it, long beard? The, the long beard. Long what, beard? Yeah, that's what we shoot. So, Jeremy, uh, what, what do you got there in the box hidden in the back? Uh, we've got uh, – we do have some long beard. Okay. Uh, we've got – uh, some federal. Let's see what this one is. It's a federal premium, the heavyweight, the TSS. Yep. Got some Premier Magnum Turkey Remington stuff, and some Rio. And I think that's it right now that I see federal pre- bunch of federal premium stuff. Okay. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I've been telling everybody that we're kind of hoarding this stuff, getting it ready for the 6th, and we don't want to put it out because so many people are buying it for defensive loads because we can't find buckshot anywhere. Are they going to put it out on the 6th? Yeah, we're going to put it out uh, during the uh, turkey event. Oh, we're going to get mobbed. Well, I I hope so. I mean... uh, I'm looking at some some heavier-than-lead magnum blend. Yeah, uh, do, do you know what's, what What are the BB size of those things? Do you know what the pellet size are? Uh, it's, it's a blend. It says five, oh. six, and seven. Okay, ooh, first, ooh, of all, first of all, yeah. with ammunition, people need to know the gauge. They need to know the size of it, the length, and what size shot. All this it, I'm looking at right now is a 12-gauge, and they're anywhere from three to three-and-a-half inch. Okay. I, I have a couple of uh, two-and-a-halves as well. Okay. I think those Rios, are those two and three quarters? I think those are threes. Those are threes? All right. Yeah. Yeah. So Rios would probably be the cheapest of the bunch. I can tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. Because anything that's tungsten or matrix or anything like that is going to be. TSS is going to be expensive. That's going to be a hard hit uh, to take. I mean, when people are going to go, that's like $10 a shot. You're like, yeah, well, that's just the way it is, bro. I mean, that's just that's just the way it goes. So you, we have enough to make a lot of hunters happy. Is that what we need to tell everybody? Yeah, we should be pretty set. We should have some more trinkling in as well. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Well, any, well anything I'll, else? Uh, I'm moving some stuff. Was this heavy eighteen? So this is called H E V I. Heavy shot. Turkey oh, load. Yeah, it's the heavy shot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Twelve gauge, three and a. Three, uh, three and a half inch, seven Ooh. shot. Ooh. Ooh, that's a nasty round. Well, uh, About 50 feet per second. Well, there you go. But uh, we're still good on nine millimeters, still good on five, five, six, and uh, all that kind of good stuff. Oh, yeah. Just put out a lot of buckets. There you go. Uh, so, we, yeah, and we do still have some buckets left. Very nice. 600 bucks for a thousand rounds. Wow. That's not bad. It's not bad. Went up a little bit. Is but. the forty gone by now? Because we only had a. No, f- it's still here. Oh wow! You have you have forty? Yeah. I need I need one. Well, don't don't, don't, ta- don't talk to me. That's Carlos and Bill. They both need forty. Yeah, Brian needs. Mm, I'm gonna sell them all before they get here. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> it's happening. Hey, we'll be, hey, we'll be there on the sixth. All right. No, they'll uh, yeah. they be here on the way home. You might be able to catch a box or so. I'm gonna call Dylan because there's only like uh, six or seven of them left, and it doesn't oh. take very long. 
Okay, then we'll no. stop by I've on been the way in home. line and yeah. looked at a stack and been back in line before and watched that person buy two, that person yeah. buy yep. two. It's only one per box, so they're going to get oh, two. Okay. Yeah. I saw people buying the duck loads for personal defense. Yeah, yeah, they, that's uh, the black cloud. We got some of that in and yeah. all that stuff, so hopefully that'll that'll be there for a while. Anything else? 270's gone, 3030's gone. Got a bunch of 6.5 Creedmoor. Uh, it's a full metal jacket, though, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. selling ballot. Yeah, so no uh, no deer hunting with those bad boys. Can't, nope. be sh- can't be shooting no pigs with them biggies. Sure you can. No. How how thick is the jacket? It's jacketed all the way, yeah. full metal jacket. But if you took and put it on a grinder and knocked the tip off and exposed the internal core... Then it would be uh, basically a soft point. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, I've told people that. I said, if you take that full metal jacket and put it in a drill press, and now you got hollow points. So what's well, the problem? Putting it in a <laughs> drill press and hitting the point is going to be next to impossible. <laughs> but you turn around, you put it, and make a flat spot on it. We don't advocate those things either on this show. <laughs> Hacksaw make an X, yeah, you know, the old yeah. days. I make yeah. dumb-dumb bullets. We're not advocating here. Jeremy, we're, we're just, not dragging you into this, are we? It's all for fun. No, you're good. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for the update, right. man. I appreciate it. No problem. See you, yep. man. Go have fun. Thank you. All right. Uh, so if you need some uh, turkey ammo, just know that it'll be out on the 6th. Well, I'll, uh, I'll turn around. I'll maybe get me a box of those long beards. That's what I've been shooting the last number of years. Me too. That's what my gun likes. So... They did. They shoot for the price. I mean, don't get me wrong. TSS. I have a buddy who's loading up some TSS, and even in two and three quarter inch loads, that guy he, he has a devastating pattern. Okay. What size shot is he putting in there? Nine. Well, of course. Now you're throwing three hundred and something. BBs yeah, but in that there. nine shot hits harder than my six shot because it's going faster. No, it's heavier. Oh, yeah, with the TSS. Yeah, sure. Okay, so that nine shot, and there's a lot more of those. So it's just, it's a swarm. It's amazing how, you know, it wasn't that long ago where, you know, you had to be out in the woods with a three and a half inch, you know, monster turkey load. And then for the past couple of years, uh, you know, then it got down, people went back to 20s. And now the most popular, I mean, there's even groups on uh, Facebook, you know, 410 turkey hunters, you know, things like that where guys, we're down to single shot, uh, you know, four tens. They're, they're light. They're the, light going to the woods. They're light. But they're the easy, guy I know, they, they throw a great shot, pattern. The guy I know who has shot more turkeys than anybody I ever know, and you won't even ever know the number, shoots regular cheap old shells, but he likes to get the bird between 25 and 30 yards. Well, sure. And he doesn't want a super full choke. He's bringing that bird in tight, and he, he does not shoot. Some crazy thing. He's, he's going to bring the bird. He's going to win the bird. He's not going to snipe the bird. At 40, you mean? Yeah, he generally did. Or 40, 50. Some 40, of these guys 40 can would pop be a 70. really long shot for him. And usually that would be a misjudgment on well, his part. Well, I can tell you this much. The biggest turkey I ever shot in my life uh, was with a Mossberg 500 modified choke using that uh, Winchester duplex load, sixes and fours. And popped him out well beyond 60 yards with that thing. With Got a 500? Yep. Modified choke, man. Flipped him like he was uh, 20 yards away. What company's choke was that? 
No, none. It was a barrel. It's no. just a modified choke out of a Mossberg what? 500. Really? Yeah. The ri- uh, what the do you rifle, think your grandfather the, shot the, him the, with? The rifled barrel? No, just a plain yeah. old barrel, man. A, a good turkey barrel. hunter wow. does not need wow. this high-end stuff. I mean, but, it, I mean, I, it's good to have the distance if you really need that distance. If you're like hunting the edge of a field and they won't come any closer or anything yeah. like that, but here in the state of Florida, man, the, I mean, thirty yards is that's that's pushing it for there, a lot of people. There was one time I was in conflict with my employer. I was on a turkey hunt and I was not coming back until I killed a bird, and they were like, "We want you to come back." And I these birds were just driving me crazy. They'd come down and they'd circle around me every day, and finally, I turned around. And I got it was like sixty plus yards, and he stepped out. And all I could hear is that boss going in the background, come to work, come to work. And I go, boom, I shot and killed the bird. I did not enjoy that. Mm. I did not feel like I won that battle. But I turned around, I killed my turkey, and I went to work. But, <laughs> I was in a rush. I had to kill it. I got to go. I got to get to work. Yeah. yeah. Cooperate, so. please. Well, there's a lot of people that do that. They'll go do the morning hunt before they go show up at uh, work and all that kind of stuff like that. It happens every day. But then there are your guys with the ego that want to shoot it at 70, 80 yards just to say they shot a turkey. Oh, look, I got one already. You know? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with Bill George. Uh, the most impressive ones I think I've seen, is, especially is like – I like, uh, I like him year at before thir- last. I like him at thirty yards. That's year before last, thing. the guy who shot the one with the uh, with 25. the judge, with a four ten judge right there from like basically two feet when he came running in oh, on him. Carlos would miss him. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> too right. close for you. Listen, I don't know, but there you, was yeah, a I squirrel can't at ten cr- yards. Ten yards. That thing spreads apart pretty far, man. It's he missed a squirrel <laughs> at ten yards dude, on pull, the side I, of dude, a tree. With dude, what? I pulled that pistol like I was Clint Eastwood and just fired, man. I didn't aim. I just pulled it out, aimed in that direction. I didn't stop there and aim. I just pulled it out. Boom, with the four ten? Yeah, it didn't work. How far was it? About ten yards. 10, 15 yards. Yeah, you're not going to get a lot of pellets in there. If you remember when he went through, before he did the turkey hunt, he actually went through the testing phase of the pistol and literally said, if you're not within five yards of what you're shooting at, you're not going to. I didn't do the testing. I was pissed off. Yeah, well, I think maybe one pellet might have. I thought they had 100 squirrels. No, but but I'm thinking (laughs) I I could put my my 410s in, right? If it's 410 TSS, would that put it a little further? Probably. Yeah, no. sure. Yeah, if no. you can get that nine shot in there, but uh, hitting I, a squirrel with nine shot at well, first you got to find 30, it. 40 yards. First you got to find it. It's probably not going to do a lot to him. I mean, he'll probably run off and die. But well, if you hit him in the head, I mean, he was close. Though, he would have been was... better off throwing the pistol at the squirrel, like that guy that threw his bow at the turkey that was running. That was pretty funny. <laughs> he got him too, but that was funny, man. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I would recommend that you don't use it for uh, this year. No, I still have the monkey. The what? The monkey. He's got a monkey on his back. He'll tell you about it. Okay. That the is, the that tradition is at turkey camp. At the swamp. If you come hunt and you do not kill a bird in that season, you get a monkey. It's one of those old barrel monkey monkeys. Yeah. And it's easy. It's light if it's in your pack. But that monkey is with you. Okay? And we have people that leave I, the state of Florida who hunt all over the United States, and they leave here absolutely disgusted with their monkey, and then they go to other states, and when they kill turkeys, in the picture with their turkey, it may be in the fan, it may be laying next to it, 
is the monkey. And so that's still monkey, hanging on him. Yeah. The monkey is still riding with you. I've had mine for two years. Which what color monkey did you get? It's orange. They're it's orange. orange. Yeah. Uh, it's, in my, it's in my vest. Because they came in different colors. You had blue, yeah. you had red, you had we yellow. Did, we yeah. did orange. We did orange. Yeah. We, so how he do needs you, to buy more. I, I, all you have to do, yeah. all you have to do, is shoot a turkey. There's no rule that says you have to shoot an Osceola. You have to shoot a turkey here in Florida. Does the, all you have to do is you can get a charter hunt. You can go buy a hunt and get the monkey off your back. But if not, that monkey rides with My you. son Eric got the monkey off his back, but he kept the monkey. He kept the monkey. Of course you would. It's a souvenir. Yep. Justin, thanks for driving all the way down here from yeah. uh, way up north, yeah, up man. there in the hinterlands. Thanks for having me. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next Saturday. Go have some fun.